Welcome to a special edition of Wealth Building Made Simple with Philip Washington, Jr. Today, Philip interviews Duncanville City Council District 4 candidate, Karen Cherry. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, we are back with a special episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And I have to throw a caveat in there because there was a time period where I was doing a lot of guest interviews. And um, and I love doing guest interviews, but I stopped doing a bunch of guest interviews that were not like recurring sponsors because I would get a whole lot of incoming uh, and I need a team to like filter that because a lot of folks were um, not fully developed in in the, the their their full power and potential yet, and uh, and so um, but and a lot of them were like politicians, and so I I really don't I don't really consider myself doing politics anymore. I do people, and so this right here is a segment with a person who I love and adore, Karen Cherry, who just so happens to be running. <laughs> For politics, but this is you know, but so so politicians out there just don't email me. I'm not doing politics. Uh, if you know me, then then uh, to my know me know me, we could talk. But this is a uh, Karen Cherry uh, on the show talking about running for Duncanville City Council. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for Karen. having me. So you know what? Go just hit it raw. We don't have to. <laughs> we don't really have to talk politics. We can just talk about me and what led me to this point. Perfect. I'm, I'm open. I'm ready. I, I, I like that. So, so tell. So, go ahead and, and and give your background for the listeners and pause, y'all. I think we have one or two episodes with with your whole story before, so you can like search wealth building made simple, Karen Cherry, and it'll pull up the old episode on Google. But go ahead and give everybody a little bit about your background uh, and how you got to this point. Okay, so my background. Um, I am in healthcare. I uh, started a company 17 years ago. I was a frontline leader, frontline worker that worked my way up to leadership. And I was told that I could never go any higher than I was. And so I decided at that point, no one could tell me, could dictate my life, could tell me what I could do with my life. And so at 30 years old, I started, I got into college and um, obtained an MBA with the skill set I had and the knowledge from my healthcare business, healthcare role that I was in, I started a consulting company. And with um, all of that knowledge over the years that I've learned with leadership, with negotiation, with uh, getting, uh, saving money for my clients, when the opportunity came open for uh, District 4, I looked and I saw we, at the time, didn't have anyone running. I felt that the person that was over the district did a great job and I just thought, you know, it's my time to get out and serve my community and continue the uh, path that he had set and go forth and be the best council member that I could be if I'm elected. I'm always curious to ask people what made them decide to, like, run for politics, especially somebody who's a business person because, you know, we, we think similar mm-hmm. where I appreciate politicians, I appreciate service, I don't appreciate politics. Right. You know, and so 
I think if people really understood somebody who is in business, going into politics, and I know you, it's not for personal gain, right? right? Because, I mean, you're kind of going to take on some stress that you don't even need to take on exactly. for no reason. So what made you decide to... <laughs> so you know, it, you're definitely right. It's not for any kind of gain. <laughs> Actually, two and a half years ago, I, I retired. I said, I've done plenty in life, and so it's time for me to reap my rewards. But... Um, my spiritual background reminded me that, you know, I, I learned a long time ago that we have a purpose and a calling. So I understood my purpose was to create opportunities, and my calling is to be a servant. And so, again, um, looking at the city of Duncanville, which I think is a great city with lots of uh, potential, lots of possibilities— I see, um, I've seen the same faces. I've, I've gone in front of the uh, different boards, if you will, at various times over the last few years. I first came to Duncanville looking for office space for my company. And when I tried to um, buy an office, when I tried to buy a building, rather, I had a little bit of pushback. Uh, later on, I did go back in front of the city council or actually, I think it would have been P&Z, Planning and Zoning. There was a, a lot that I bought, and I was trying to build a um, commercial building on the lot that was zoned for commercial. And it was, both times, it was a little discouraging. So I, I look at the needs of Duncanville that we say retail, restaurants. I mean, this is what I even hear when I'm talking to people. What do, what do you want? We get a lot of when... People come to Duncanville that propose new businesses, um, they get rejected really mm. quick. So we say we don't want this, but no one's really said what they want. Maybe they don't even know what they want. And so I, I just feel like with my experiences and traveling, going to different cities, different states, seeing things that work really well, knowing that all cities aren't created equal, I just feel my experience and fresh ideas I would be able to be uh, an attribute to the city and to the board. Yeah, and I think I think you hit it on the nail, right? I think I think I've done a lot of, and it's my follow up question, a lot of thoughts. Because in my line of work, you have to think about the future, right? And the weird, like the the weirdest thing, like you know, you know how you hear somebody say, "I thought of that idea," you know, why didn't I? Why didn't I? Why didn't I act it? on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I believe. This and it's not just a belief. Like this is just a. This is a like since the beginning of human time. You got ancient wisdom from all four corners of the world that talk about, you know, God, right? But God, God, what God really is is like the collective mind vibrating at love mm -hmm. and abundance and peace, right? And the absence of that is all negativity type stuff, right? right. And so I feel like some people accidentally walk into that vibration, and they get downloaded like the future, right? Because the, the future is going to be what it's going to be, and it's always positive, you know, relative to what it was. Like, we keep progressing and evolving, right? It's mm -hmm. evolution. And so I feel like um, death of an organization, of a society, of anything, is living in the past, right? Saying, exactly. saying in the Bible calls it falling in love with idols, right? Falling in love with your creation, right? Mm -hmm. This is, we created this, you know, when we were, when, when we saw the future 40 years ago 
and we're going to bring this into perpetuity for the next 40 years. It doesn't work like that. That's right. not like evolution doesn't go backwards or stand still. Evolution evolves, right? And so I feel like having people who have tapped into the future vision, because uh, it's coming it's coming with or without you, your city, your organization, exactly. right? But if you have people in there who get the vision, right, you get to participate in in that vision and not live in the, you know, hell, which is like not a real place. Why? You know, it's just the absence of like the vision, right? And so we talked before about ideas for where Duncanville is going, but I want to hear like some, you know, some of your thoughts and ideas of where, you know, where you see Duncanville, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now with, with, with fresh ideas. Well, I think it's, it's getting... Um People that have been in Duncanville for years um, that, as you were saying, that this is the way it, you know, it, it worked really well. We did this in 1970 and it worked really well. Well, it, it doesn't work really well anymore because if we were to look at our city and see all the empty um, buildings uh, and, and to see that actually even with the residents that we've declined a little bit and, you know, from a couple of years ago with the number of people that live there. And so we need to ask ourselves why, uh, what what do we need to do to make our community more attractive for businesses? And um, I, looking at the median age in Duncanville, it's, someone said yesterday in a meeting, 34, but my statistics show 36.6, so let's say between age of 34 and 37. And if that's the, the median age group in our city, we need to start involving them to start listening to ideas that, you know, that they have because that's our future generation. And if we want the city to uh, continue to evolve and not just stay stagnant, because eventually if we don't start bringing in businesses um, that are attractive to them, our monies go out to all these other cities for restaurants, for all these other cities for retail. I hear our taxes are so high. Well, our taxes are so high because we don't have enough businesses, enough residents to uh, flatten that out, to give us a lower tax rate. And so I, I'm excited about um, we have a new um, city manager. We have a new um, economic development team. Um, and so I'm really excited because these are some new ideas that are coming in. Certainly respecting and appreciating the history of Duncanville. So I think if we just take more of the forward thinking, appreciating and celebrating the history, but moving forward, the next five years, Duncanville can be the economic powerhouse mm-hmm. of the southern sector. You, you, you know, you know what's beautiful is w- one of the best money managers of today and she's maybe like 65, maybe 60, 65, I don't I'm I would not even guess that, that she's older than that even if she is, but you know, in my mind she's 60 or 65, I don't know. But she was doing this in 19 Well, she's young then. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she 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 was doing this in in, in the 70s, so I haven't done the calculation, but my point is she's always going to be 60 in my mind. Right. My point is, you know, Kathy Wood, we, we own her funds. But if you look at what she's done and her track record, like she sees the she sees the future. But what she did was all of her analysts were like third, 20, you know, 30s. You know what I mean? But she has the experience to manage risk appropriately. Right. right? But her e- so her ego doesn't allow her to 
say, oh, I know what's best. No, they know what's best. They're going to give, but but I have the experience to, you know, learn how to, like, know what time-tested principles are, right? Because mm-hmm. I've lived a little bit and studied history, and so I feel like her track record is not a mistake. It's not a fluke, right? Because when you look at what she done, when, and Steve, Steve, I talk about this all the time. Steve always hears me says, say, Andrew Carnegie. Had a, when he was in his sixties, he had a saying. He was like, "I don't only, I only do business with thirty five year olds," wow. and I don't understand what that meant until I was like, "Oh, okay." Like he understands that they're going to see the vision for the future, and it helps him from being stale and stagnant. Mm-hmm. And so, so now I I, I get a hundred percent. You know what 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 you say, and and I, I want to ask you this idea too because I brought it on the podcast and we kind of talked a little bit about it before, but I want to get your thoughts, even though I know your answer, and and you kind of hinted on it. Like I feel like. The future of like Duncanville, Cedar Hill, right? And this is right up your wheelhouse because this is what you do uh, in business. Is like if to, to recapture those sales taxes on the money because 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 in my business, I know where the money is, right? Because right. it's, it's my job, and you have a lot of you know thirty, forty five. I mean, of course, fifty and sixty year old households, but you got a lot of thirty and forty year old households with great incomes and money, right? They're living. Duncanville, Cedar Hill, DeSoto. Right. Uh, they got nice housing inventory in Duncanville, but they work like in Dallas, you know? And so Dallas gets their, a big part of their paycheck every mm-hmm. month, right? From g- gas stations to food to, to shopping. Right. And simultaneously, you have a situation where the world's changing, work is changing. You have virtual stuff, but you also have the rise of these shared office spaces where, and I have, friends and clients that are big-time commercial realtors. I told them it's coming. They finally see it's coming. And I was like, listen, nobody who's talented who's 30 or 40 is going back to work at an office in Dallas. Like, they can mandate it all they want. They're going to quit and go work somewhere else that doesn't mandate it because they're, like, they'll keep the 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 lower talent that doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the, but the talented people are going to go with the company that sees the future vision. And I was like, and what's and what's going to happen is they're going to build these shared office spaces in Cedar Hill, in Duncanville, mm-hmm. where they can say, okay, all of our thousand employees that live in Duncanville or whatever it might be can have a shared office space here, right? Because in that way, I don't mind going to work. I just don't want to drive two hours here, you know what I'm saying, a two-hour trip out of my day going back and forth through traffic. Yeah, you and know? especially something that you can do. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, where you and, don't have to be inside of an office mm-hmm. where you can and, do it and you can, and you can build all that around. You can, build, you can get the office money. Then you can build retail. I mean, do you, do you, I mean, I'm asking a rhetorical question, but like, what are your thoughts about that, that future? Oh, I, I, we're there. <laughs> you said future, we're there. Yeah. I know what, with my office staff, well, they come in periodically, I think just to say hi. <laughs> do is there anything I need to do in here? But pretty much, they're you know they're working remotely. Um, family members I have that make big money, you know they they work remotely, and so I I really feel that that is what we need to start looking at as far as again catering to the um, the median age and where you said they make good money, but making opportunities for them to get outside of their house where they can still feel like they're communicating mm-hmm. uh, with the world, mm-hmm. but to be able to have have their workspace uh, in their cities where they don't have to get caught in traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still bringing uh, satisfaction with the uh, residents of the community. That's still generating money within the community. 
keeping that money within the keeping, community. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Any, 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 and you might you might have hit on this, so you can just refer. You can say refer back to previous answer. But uh, do you see any current issues? Uh, I don't, know, you know, issues or opportunities for Duncanville moving forward. You've kind of covered think, a few of them. Yeah, and what I said right now is just um, probably I, I would recommend that we review some of our policies. Um, as I was telling someone when I started my company 17 years ago, some of the policies that I had written then, we've probably edited those policies three or four times because you have to change in order to keep up with the time. So something that um, I feel we can do is look at those policies because the first thing we'll say, according to PDF XYZ, so maybe we need to look at PDF XYZ <laughs> if that's preventing us from having uh corporations, uh, restaurant, retail come into our our city because that's what we want to do. We want to attract these people, again, so we can shop in our own community, eat in our own community. Yeah, yeah, no, I I like it. And and, and you and I also know that we, I think we talked offline, there is money coming to the area because, uh, you know, I had a happy hour where I invited a very wealthy uh, money manager manages over ten billion dollars. That didn't even like, and, they, and they've invested a, they've invested quite a bit of money. I'm trying to keep the details. They've invested quite a bit of money into Texas, and some in the North Texas, but didn't even know south of downtown existed. They're aware of it now. We made sure of it, and 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 they were introduced to me and some other people because I speak their language. And I got the, you know, and he so he got he got proof of what was going on. So, not just with that money, plus the money that those people are linked to, like, and it was already money coming down here, right? That was already right. happening, but it's it's coming aggressively now. And so, um, I mean, I think what you're talking about and people getting a vision is critically important because it's like, you know, when you're dealing with money, they're not going to deal with foolery, right? Correct. Like, like. Do you see it or not? Right. If you don't see it, we'll go we'll next keep door. Moving. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> right. And you know, that's just like you said, I, I don't call myself an investor, um, but I do invest. <laughs> I invest in property. I, I invest in things that make sense. And remember when I said I was trying to build um, on the mm-hmm. land in Duncanville? Well, I took that money and I, I bought a shopping <laughs> strip in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so um, they were welcome for that. You know, they welcome that idea. And so we do. Investors, we we hope that you see the vision. We see it and we hope that you see the vision and that we're able to help you move to the next spot. But we we don't keep yeah. begging you to, to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, cause, yeah, that's one of the big reasons why when you said you're going to run, I know you're going to win. It's, it's funny. There, There's like a miss conception of people coming on my podcast you know so i've had mayor evans on i had mayor mason on of cedar hill you mm-hmm. know both of them first black mayors i had Devin allen okay you know uh she was the first black uh tarrant county commissioner on the podcast i think it was one other and so they all came on before they won and then won some people some, some people were like man like your podcast has influence. It's not, it's not my podcast well i'm gonna take that yeah no but but, <laughs> but look but it's, it's, it's not my podcast I just have the ability to spot winners, right? People who can see the vision and have the ability to transfer that vision to the people to better the community, 
right? And so that's why when you run, I was like, oh, yeah, Karen's going to win. Like, that's a well, foregone conclusion. I just, I just selfishly wanted to have you on so I can still take credit. They'd be like, man, Philip, man, Philip's podcast has influence. It's not my podcast. It's, it's the people. But you know, Philip, where you said um, as far as a motive or this, that, and other, I mean, I thought, I thought about this long and hard because I'm thinking, okay, Karen, you for the last 30 something years, you know, you've had to try to get the high end to understand what the lower end needs. And and so when I say the high end in this sense, I'm saying, you know, our city and our citizens. And and so I'm thinking, you've been that person that's in between trying to bridge that gap. And why do you want to do this again? Well, I feel like it needs to be done. And where we both know I don't have a motive, you know, I'm I'm so proud and so humbled that my company made me, you know, a multimillionaire. You know, I have I have I've done well in life, mm-hmm. and so why get out here and do this? It's, de- it's definitely not to get another credential behind my belt or a pat on the back. But Duncanville is the community that I chose to live in, and so just to sit back and do nothing—that's yeah. not who I am. Yeah, and so I'm one that will roll my sleeves up and get in there, and so I. You know, I, I just feel like this is that time to roll my sleeves up and get in there, and that's that's why I'm here today. Well, no, I'm I'm excited. Um, la- last question, but I feel like you kind of answered it, but we'll 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 just roll with it because we put it on here. Uh, what's your platform and why? So my platform is um, economic development, mm-hmm. and as we talked about, the need to have you know the the various entities within our community. Um, Health and wellness, one of the things that I had been looking at as far as depression and anxiety, people don't even look at depression and anxiety as being an issue. Mm. But since COVID, it's risen 25%. So we see someone that doesn't look like us, uh, doesn't sound like us, and the first thing we say is something's wrong with that person. Something is wrong with that person. You know, they're suffering from some kind of illness. And I would um, love to have the opportunity to partner with some of the Dallas hospitals and get a satellite um, satellite center in Duncanville to mm-hmm. help our residents with those needs. The other is post-adult secondary education. Mm. Because the median age is the age we were talking about. Everyone doesn't want to go to college. And um, less than 30% of the Duncanville resident have a degree higher than um, a high school diploma. What am I going to say? So what I'm trying to say is there's a small amount. There's 30%, less than 30% have a higher yeah, higher degree. Ah, okay. The majority of the resident have a high school diploma. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But they, got a if bunch we, of, they got a bunch of like manufacturing jobs and stuff around there right. too. Yeah. But if we were able to partner with the college and um, – get help employees, help employees, my mind with employees, help our resident get above uh, living wages. Mm-hmm. Again, that's retaining, you know, retaining our resident. Mm-hmm. If we get the business in, businesses in there, uh, they're feeling good about the work that they're doing. They're able to afford houses where maybe they couldn't afford an, a home before. Mm-hmm. And again, keeping, so keeping residents, mm-hmm. keeping the money circulating within our community. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I love that because that's important, especially the mental health. I mean, I think the mental health is, that can be a whole episode, you know, just on like, 
the importance. I, I, I think just like the last century, we understood the importance of the physical health, like gyms popped up everywhere. You know, I think I think mental health facilities, I, I, would, I would personally preferably this is just me talking off the cuff now. It doesn't really matter. Like this is this is just Philip talking. Mm-hmm. But I like if it's done through the hospital, it needs to be a different hospital system because I I think a lot of it is not the primary solution for hospitals, which is like medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's gonna be like yoga, meditation, you know, um learning how to influence your mood because our grandkids gonna look back and be like, Y'all were highly stressed all the time mm-hmm. as a society. You know what I mean? Like you think about how highly stressed everybody is all the time. It's not natural. You know, like I think COVID woke people up to when we all slowed down, you know, people are noticing the mental health now because you're like, yeah, like we never slowed down. Like since the light, since right. light was invented, like we've been going 24-7. Non-stop. Yeah. And then you invent the internet and all that. And so, you know, I think, um, I think that's really important, you know, um, and it helps every aspect. It helps health, wealth. You know, relationships, we don't need as many police. We can still have the people, but they don't need guns. You know, they can get paid and do well and just help people, Makes you know. And, but, and the police will be safer, so they'll be happier, right? Because the police <laughs> just want to go home. You know what I mean? If there's less right. people on the street with mental health issues, the more police go home. Right. right. And if we quit pretending like that doesn't exist, you know, if something doesn't look the way we want it to, if it doesn't look like we want it to look, we look away. Yeah. But, you know, this is this is our community. We can't look away. Yeah. We yeah. have to accept that this is happening and what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is exciting. Anything else you want to add that's that's important? Uh, get out and vote. Yeah. Well, so, so, so dates, what's the... So early voting is, May. Is, I'm sorry, April 25th through May the 3rd and the actual election day is May 7th. Mm-hmm. So get out and vote. And I'm number one on the ballot. So cherry on top. <laughs> <laughs> and, where, and where can folks find more information about you uh, if they want to? Uh, listen, y'all, campaigns cost money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, feel, get, <laughs> feel free to donate if <laughs> yeah. you'd like. Uh, feel free to help me campaign if you'd like. So you can find me at KarenCherry.org. KarenCherry.org. Okay, and we'll, and we'll post that. And, uh, yeah, so April 25th, early voting starts May 7th. It's election day. the election day. It's around the corner. Yeah, I appreciate you taking time out. Thank you for having me on here. And and I'm I'm claiming that I'm going to be another success story for you. (laughs) I look forward to it. I'm taking all the credit. (laughs) (laughs) If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.